Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Oh, yeah. Better than this. I don't know what I'm doing. I can't do this shit. What's better than this? Guys, me and you, it's the Draft Beats Podcast, presented by Lockdown. It's Joe Marino and Kyle Krabs from the Draft Network, and we are your hosts here on this Friday edition of the show. It's time to talk about a NFC Good catch. Yeah, I just Almost. Dramatic NFC. And NFC South. And it's early on a Friday morning. It's before 7 a.m. We're recording the podcast. Yeah, we're not used to this, right? Yeah, yeah. This is a little different than uh, the, the established standard of recording times for draft dudes. We're about five hours earlier than we typically are. This is like uh, one of those West Coast teams go to the East Coast. You know, we're playing in London today. Yes. You know? Yeah, this sucks. <laughs> you know what doesn't suck? Uh, Your team winning football games. Never a bad Victor, Victory Friday. Feels good, Joe. I elated for you. Thank I you. didn't see a drinking video though because of the win, but no. Well, you got overzealous there in week one. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> it was our first win since the Miami Miracle. Leave me alone. I was going to say, man, this is going to be a weird year. <laughs> Set the bar high. People are going to be expecting these videos, man. I'm going to have to drink. Well, this team's going to win like three games, so I'm going to have to drink like a month's worth every time I make one. <laughs> Hook me up with the IV. Let's go. All right, so what do we got? NFC South. Saints, Falcons, Panthers, Bucks is the current layout that we're looking at. So if you're new to this show or this show concept, we need you to go back and listen to the last two days because on Wednesday we picked the NFC West game by game for all four teams. And we're using something called, somebody DM me and asked me what this this website was called, and I want to spread the word here. Playoffpredictors.com. And you can pick game by, you can click on a team name, and it'll pull up their schedule, and you can pick the game, and it logs all your picks. So that we're making predictions, not just randomly like throwing shit at the wall and hoping that like, the Lions five and seven is mathematically possible with the Seahawks ten and six. Right. It, you literally just pick week by week. You make picks for every game for all seventeen weeks, and then it, it keeps a live update of what the standings look like as you make your picks. It's pretty cool. So we did the West on Wednesday, and we came up with the Rams at twelve and four, the Seahawks at ten and six, the Forty Nineers at five and eleven, and the Arizona Cardinals at two and fourteen. Uh, we did get upset Detroit Lions fan yesterday. I don't know yeah, if you saw that. I saw it. 
Uh, NFC North we did yesterday. We had the Packers and Bears tying at 11-5, but the Packers win the division on a 4-2 divisional record versus the Bears being 3-3. The Vikings finishing third in the NFC North this year at 9-7, and and the Lions going 5-11, 2-4 in the division, and the upset individual was upset that we picked the Lions losing at home to the Giants. Yeah, I mean, it's. I think the thing about the NFL and something we're trying to be mindful with our predictions is that you don't win every game you're supposed to win. And right, and we and we had acknowledged on the air yeah. that they were coming off a victory against the Vikings, so a little bit of a letdown game there. Stuff happens, man. Okay, so you, you're six and ten. Are you happy? Like, <laughs> I don't know. It's. Uh... I think it kind of says where we think the Lions are in, in relationship to that division. And I, I, if you listen to me, I kind of, I kind of us uh, pine for them a little bit there before the. Yeah, you, you know, they, they'd probably be uh, four and twelve in mine. Right. <laughs> I met you in the middle. I met you in the middle. Sure thing. All right. So right now we're looking at the South, and we've already picked five games for the South in each of each of these four teams. And right now, the Saints and Falcons are both four and one. The Panthers are two and three, and the Bucks are one and four. So that's the order we'll go, and we'll give the tie to the reigning champion, uh, and do the Saints their remaining eleven games first. But Joe, I guess before we start that, we like to talk about each one of these teams just briefly. Yeah, let's talk about this Saints football team. I think this is one of the true contenders in the NFC to make a Super Bowl run here. Obviously, this team is two stupid plays away each of the last two years from being in the Super Bowl. This window is diminishing with Drew Brees, but he's still playing at a, at a high level. I think his weapons are as good as they've ever been. His offensive line is stacked. Defensively, this team should be even better than it's been. I mean, their defensive line is, is as deep as I've seen it. Marcus Davenport hopefully takes a step forward and uh, justifies those two first-round picks. I like their depth in the secondary this year. Eli Apple, a full offseason as part of this mix opposite of Marcus Lattimore. And uh, I think this is a hungry team that has all the pieces in place to make a deep run here. So I think they're probably the favorites in this division entering the season. I agree with you. Um, I, I think the Saints understand the urgency of the situation, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, you didn't bring up Marcus Davenport, did you? Yeah, I did. I said he, hopefully the defensive <laughs> line could be better. Yeah, you know I got to bring that up, man. Yeah, always. Um, but this this team has the talent. They have a top-tier quarterback. I think you see a little bit of a physical decline with Drew Brees, but the mental side of the game has been so mastered from him mm-hmm. that, like, it's it's – very rarely do you see it be a problem. He continues to make the most of, you know, he has Michael Thomas and Alvin Kamara. The rest of the receiving group isn't necessarily like the most inspiring, right? Like they've got Ted Ginn, Austin Carr. I uh, think Jared Cook was a big signing for them. Yeah, but Jared Cook's also like Drew Brees getting a little long in the tooth. I too, know, but he looked you the know? best year of his career last year with the Raiders. Okay, well, somebody had to catch balls for Oakland after they traded Amari Cooper. So I don't want to get too excited about the the Jared Cook, but at least having a dynamic receiving option at at tight end, regardless of if he's slowing down or not, uh, that further just kind of plays into they need to win right now. They know they need to win right now. Uh, The Falcons, I think, played the draft like they have the same mentality, don't you think? 
Oh, by, for sure. Yeah. By drafting a plug and play starter at right guard and Chris Lindstrom, trading up to go get Caleb McGarry with a second first round pick. And like the cruel irony of the football gods is Caleb McGarry had some kind of heart procedure. And I I don't know when he's expected to be ready to play. Yeah. Uh, it's a very unfortunate turn of events for the Falcons in that regard. But in large, really exciting group of skill players for the Falcons with Julio, Calvin Ridley, Muhammad Sanu's there. Austin Hooper's like really quietly a very strong tight end option at the NFL level. They still have Devonta Freeman. Uh, the offensive line, I like the pieces that they have in Jake Matthews at left tackle, Alex Mack at center, and Chris Lindstrom at right guard. So, like, even if you have some problem areas on your offensive line with the uncertainty around right tackle right now, like, it's an isolated spot on the line. And that's something that, that we've talked about a little bit on the show before. It's like, you're never going to get, like, five Pro Bowl players on your offensive line. You're going to have somebody who's a replacement level or below replacement level player. It's just, can you isolate that by having strong play around it by isolating a guy on the edge? Now you can throw a tight end over there. You can have your back chip out that way for his releases. Like there's more you can do to kind of help. So I'm not really concerned that much about the ongoing uncertainty at right tackle. And then defensively, this team's got speed. Man, it's going to be great to see everybody healthy again with Keanu Neal coming back from injury, Deion Jones, uh, the the speed that they have off the edge with Tack McKinley and Vic Beasley. I know Vic Beasley has not established himself the way we hoped he would after his second season, in which he had like 15 sacks. But you pair that speed off the edge with a guy in the middle who's the guy who's going to be the primary beneficiary, Grady Jarrett, cleaning all that up. And it's an exciting combination for the Falcons. I th- I guess my my question for Atlanta is the secondary, and I'll, I'll let you kind of chip in from there. Uh, I, I mean, I've done a lot of work at the, on this Falcons team here recently, and, and the secondary can be really good. I mean, Ricardo, Ricardo Allen, Keanu Neal at safety, uh, Desmond Trufant at corner, and then Isaiah Oliver, he's got a big – he's the big wild card here. He's stepping in uh, to that starting role opposite of Desmond Trufant um, after uh, a nice run there by Robert Alford. And so he's going to be really important to this group. But DeMonte KZ, seven interceptions last year, I think kind of the silver lining in some of the injuries they had on the back end last year was the emergence of KZ as a, as a versatile player. And so um, I think if this pass rush can be good, right, I think this is really about those two first-round picks and Talk McKinley and Vic Beasley being first-round picks at, at edge rusher then they're going to be fine on defense. I just want to shout out Matt Ryan real quick. He just had his eighth season of 4,000 passing yards. He's the wow. fastest ever quarterback to get to 40,000 passing yards for his career. He has the most passing yards in 10 years and 11 years in the NFL. Like, low-key, Matt Ryan's putting together a Hall of Fame career and put some respect on this man. Imagine not drafting him in favor of Jake Long. <laughs> I'm sorry. so dumb. I'm sorry. I mean that that didn't because we thought we could get comparable returns for Chad Henney in the second round. Bill Parcells, you idiot! I'm sorry. You're not sorry. I'm not sorry either. Because it's going to be worth it when it finally comes. (laughs) I did want to shout out one one name I did not mention on the defensive line, Adrian Claiborne. 
as a pass rusher for the Falcons. I like this. I like this fit. Mixing him in with with Tack McKinley. You know, I want to see some three man fronts on third and long with Claiborne, Tack, and Grady Jarrett. That'll that will move the needle for me. Carolina Panthers time. Yeah, I gotta I gotta defer to you here. This yeah. is your expertise, bro. Yeah, keep pounding. Uh so I, I like a lot about this football team, but you know, it's all about camp on offense, right? And is he okay? Yeah, I, he, we don't know, right? He just hurt his foot in the preseason game. He left the game, and uh, he he was seen in a boot, and Ron Rivera didn't say much about it after the game other than he's in a boot. So we need to find out what's going on there, but uh, the injury concerns just continue for Cam Newton at this stage in his career. Uh, I like what his, his weapons are. I, I mean, there's a lot to love at receiver here with this mix of DJ Moore, Curtis Samuel, Torrey Smith. Jarris Wright, Chris Hogan, Greg Olson's back. Ian Thomas looks like a young, interesting tight end. McCaffrey's one of the best running backs in the league. This offense is fine if Cam can be okay. That's been a really uh, challenging thing to answer here in recent years. Defensively, man, this team is stacked, especially in the front seven. Uh, Gerald McCoy, Kawan Short, Mario Addison, Dontari Poe, Poe, Brian Burns. They just added Christian Miller. Bruce Irvin, I mean, th- this is a team that couldn't get after the passer last year, and they definitely can this year with the personnel they have. Obviously, Luke Keekley is one of the most dynamic defensive playmakers in the league, and Shaq Thompson, I think, is going to have a good year. He's kind of been behind this Thomas Davis-Luke Keekley tandem for a few years now, and I think that he's poised to really become a big-time playmaker. He's in his fifth year uh, of his rookie deal, so he's looking for a big payday, and there's some pieces here in the secondary. I like their safety tandem more than I ever have in recent years with Trey Boston and Eric Reed. Um, and then Dante Jackson in year two at corner. James Bradbury in a, in a contract year is going to be important. I think they have questions about who the slot corner is, but this defense has the makings of being a really good unit. How many times did you hear me say Brian Burns just now? I was trying to just be a pro here and keep keep going through it. <laughs> but you heard it. Four sacks so far this preseason. I know Edge won Brian Burns. Yeah, he's been great. It's good for the brand. Just a natural awareness of navigating the pocket, it looks like. I think that's a good way to, to put it. Yeah. Just kind of feeling where the soft space is and finding it and then accelerating with the quarterback. Combining that with his flexibility and burst, it's a, right. it's a nice thing. He's going to make some plays, man. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about the Bucks real quick. Go ahead. Bruce Arian stepping into Tampa Bay. Kind of a uh, prove-it year for Jameis Winston. Uh, this team will score points. That is the one thing I do know about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. <laughs> because their third-string tight end is better than the starting tight end in like half the teams in the NFL. Unbelievable talent. So you got Mike Evans. You got Chris Godwin. Godwin's like low-key going to go off this year. He had a good year last year. I know, but yeah. like relative to last year, he's yeah. going to go off. Oh yeah, in a Bruce in a Bruce Arians offense. Yeah. Oh my goodness gracious! They're gonna have they're gonna have two guys with over like twelve hundred receiving yards. <laughs> you got Cameron Brate and OJ Howard at the tight end position. Two guys. I would just run two tight ends on the field all the time. <laughs> I'd, I'd have those four guys on the field all the time, and run four verts. That's all. I'd, that's all I'd run. <laughs> <laughs> A little drag route underneath. Let's go. Yeah, they'll have the check down, you know. Um, the the passing game is going to be really exciting. Question 
is how stable is the offensive line. This team committed money back into Donovan Smith again this offseason. Don't ask me why they want him to play left tackle. Don't ask me why, but they are. So it's Donovan Smith, Ali Marpet, Ryan Jensen, Alex Kappa, and DeMar Dotson. I think if you take this line from guard to guard, it's okay. No, Ali Marpet's a very, very good football player. It's been cool watching him develop from the prospect that we saw at Hobart College uh, into a, one of the best starting guards in the NFL. Uh, Ryan Jensen has been, been playing a strong level of football for a couple of years. They need to protect Jameis, and Jameis just has to make good decisions. Yeah. And, the, like, that's that's no guarantee. But, like, that's what has to happen for this thing to work for the Bucks because defensively, I like some of their pieces – Right, like I like the physical front that you can get with Indominic and Sue, a healthy Vita Vea who's scheduled to be healthy by the start of the season. It sounds like he had a knee issue earlier. Uh, William Golson, and if you want it to be Carl Nassib as the fourth guy on the end of the line of scrimmage, you know, some people think Noah Spence is, is prime for the big breakout year for the fourth straight year. <laughs> um, like they're they're very physical up front with those th- those first three and Sue. Vea and Golson. They got Devin White as a top five pick behind it. They got Dion Buchanan reunited with Bruce Arians in with a coaching staff that helped him be successful when he was in Arizona. But defensively, I look at the secondary, and it's so young. Mm-hmm. Carlton Davis, 2018 second-round pick. Jamil Dean, 2019 third-round pick. Mike Edwards, 2019 third-round pick. Jordan Whitehead, 2018 fourth-round pick. Sean Bunty Murphy, 2019 second-round pick. Like, And there's more. Like, <laughs> MJ Stewart, 2018 second-round pick. When the veteran of your group is an underachieving Vernon Hargraves from 2016, <laughs> there's just so much inexperience on the back end. And I don't trust the pass rush off the edge because their best two threats as pass rushers are Sue and Vea, and they're both pocket pushers. Yeah. I don't know how they're going to consistently force guys to get off their spot, unless Noah Spence or Carl ne- Carl Nassib has a career year this year. That's where I stand on the box. Uh, JPP would be nice. Unfortunate injury this offseason. Um yeah, I, I get nervous about this defense, man. It's it's restricted this team for the last couple of years, and it's you you like the direction here. You just you have so many new pieces, and like you said, so many young players. Uh, I think there's reasons to have questions here, and, and it's going to be really important for this team to win games. And I think they'll be better than perception, but that's what we're here to find out right now. Let's do it. And we already have one and four, so. <laughs> well, their schedule is ridiculous. Let's go. I mean, it's... yeah. They're, they're, should we do them? Should we just do them first? Yeah. I think they have like forty thousand miles they're traveling or something like that. Yeah, and they, they go like fifty games between game or fifty days between games at Raymond James Stadium. I mean, it's just stupid. And they lose a division game to a London game. Like, what is going on here? This is totally so, ridiculous. Here's the games that we've picked. We've already picked week one. We gave the 49ers a win over the Bucs. And I believe we did that to soften our stance on the 49ers, right. didn't we? Right. 
Right. Uh, we've picked the Rams to to beat the Bucks week four. We've picked the Seahawks to beat the Bucks week nine. We've picked the Bucks to beat the Cardinals week ten in the Bruce Arians revenge game, and we've beat the picked the Lions to beat the Bucks week fifteen. Brother, these were some of the more winnable games on the schedule. I know this is going to be tough. All right, so we've already picked week one. We picked Forty ers to win in Tampa Bay. Week two, divisional game, Carolina Panthers. Feel better if it wasn't on short rests on the road. Oh yeah, it's Thursday night game. I hate it. I Panthers. hate it so much, man. Panthers. Yeah, it's Panthers. Week three, Buccaneers hosting the Giants. Got to have it, right? Yes, you're starting 0-2. you got the Rams and Saints the following two weeks. This is a must-win football game for the Tampa Bay Bucs. I'll give them the win. Yeah. We've already picked them week four to lose to the Rams, which then brings us to week five, Bucks at Saints. Sorry, man. They're not as good. They're, they're on the road, right? Yeah. Saints. Now we play the Panthers for the second time in four weeks. In London, week six. <laughs> sure like to have that game at Raymond James, right? Yeah, it'd be great. Especially with the bye coming up the following week. Coming off games against the Rams and Saints back-to-back. The trash schedule, man. Man, I, I this could be a steal of a win. Yeah, kind of. I think it kind of throws everything even, right? And, like, they will score points. We know they're going to score points. But, like... Right, and we, I mean... I th- I think we give them a win here. I agree. I think uh, Carolina is the better football team, right? It sounds like we both feel that way, but with it going to London, mm-hmm. makes it a wild, more of a wild card game. Mm-hmm. We'll go Bucks. We got Bucks uh, going into the bye, and we've predicted them to start the year uh, two and four okay. in their first six games. And they come out of the bye and go to Nashville play the Titans. I, I I think Tennessee wins that game. Okay. I'm not going to argue too hard with you there. Titans are a weird team for me to get my thumb on, though. Oh, I, I totally agree. But I, I, it's so much. Um, I will say this. We'll talk Tennessee next week. But Mike Vrabel got nine wins out of that team last year. Yeah. And I think Mariota's healthy. And I think Mariota's not the worst quarterback that's ever walked the earth. So, I think there's a chance that that could be a. It's going to be a competitive football team. I don't know if they're going to make the playoffs, but they're not a pushover. And at home, I think they're better. They're a better team, and they're at home. Like they should win the game. Right. All right. So we've already picked the Bucks to lose Week Nine in Seattle, and we've picked the Bucks to win Week Ten, uh, hosting Arizona. Mm-hmm. So we go to Week Eleven. They have a home game against the New Orleans Saints. I still think the Saints are just a better football team. Superior, and it's like the worst team for them to put to face because it's the team that can exploit what they, what the Tampa Bay's but weaknesses. Their problems yeah, are, it's just yeah. it. I don't I don't see that being very close. Week twelve, traveling to Atlanta to play the Falcons for the first time. Atlanta, man, in Atlanta too. Yeah. Okay, week thirteen. It's a road game, but it's a short one. They're in Jacksonville. I think this is a winnable game, especially because we have them coming off two losses. Bruce Arians will have this team ready to beat the Jaguars. Yes, I agree. Week 14, Colts. Hosting the Colts. 
the Andrew Luck thing is so weird, right? Right. That Colts are a better team. I think the Colts are even a better team if Andrew Luck's not in there. Right, so Colts win. Tampa loss. And we've already picked the the Lions to beat the Bucks week 15. So right now we have the Bucks at 4 and 10. Jesus. Now they got to host the Texans week 16. I think that's a win. You think that's a win? Yeah. Tell me on this win because this is interesting. Um you I, don't you have no respect for the Texans offensive line, do you? No, I, I don't. Um But that's what good quarterbacks do. They mask that. And Deshaun Watson's a good quarterback. I we're just gonna have the we're gonna have the Bucks of four and twelve. What'd they go last year? Do we know? I don't think they were that bad. I mean they were, they picked like fifth fifth or something, right? Like Yeah, they picked fifth. <laughs> Oh, we're gonna get fired, man. Uh, let's see here. What were the Bucks last year? Twenty eighteen. The Bucks, my guess. The Bucks were five and eleven. Five and eleven. All right. That's what I'm saying. Like, I think this team's gonna be better, and everyone will be happy about the direction of it. But I don't know that it shows up in the win loss column. As stupid as that sounds, right? No, it's because they have a brutal schedule. This schedule sucks. Right. Like I uh. So I'm not going to pick the Texans to win just because I think the Bucks need to get the a certain number of wins. All right. Well, then let's go. And then they host the Falcons week 17. <laughs> I think we should wait on that one and see where Atlanta's record is cuz if right. yeah. Right. Because if they're battling for seeding, right. going into that week then they need to play and win. And if not, they can sit starters and right. Yeah. So we have the bucks at four and 11 for now. All right. Who you want to do? You want to do saints or Falcons? Falcons. Falcons. All right. The games we've picked for the Falcons already. We've already picked six. Uh, We've picked the Falcons to lose week one in Minnesota. We've picked the Falcons to beat the Cardinals week six. We've picked the Falcons to beat the Rams week seven. We've picked the Falcons to beat the Seahawks week eight. We've picked the Falcons to beat the Bucks week 12. And we've picked the Falcons to beat the 49ers week 15. Okay. So having already picked week one Vikings over Falcons, we now move to week two Eagles at Falcons. This is a this we saw this game week one in twenty eighteen and uh, yeah. Philly won that game eighteen to twelve. To me, this is one of those games where you pick the home team, but I actually agree with you. Yeah. Give me the home team here, All right. Falcons. Uh, week three, Falcons at Colts. This, maybe it's the same philosophy. You pick the home team. Yeah. Two very good football teams. We're assuming Andrew Luck is healthy. Yeah. Colts. I like it. Uh, week four, Titans at Falcons. It's a win for Atlanta. Falcons win. Week five, Falcons at Texans. Um, You have a hunch here? It's weird because, like, 
both of these teams have really good pass rush, right? Like we need the the we don't know what the situation's going to be with Clowney, right? But you still got Watt, merciless. You still got merciless, and I'm like thinking about like, well, the Falcons could get after the Texans with their pass rush, and then I'm like, well, <laughs> the Texans could get after the Falcons with their pass rush. Um. I don't want to lean towards a home team. Yeah, I, I, I agree with you. I agree with you. Texans. Yep. Texans win that game. Week six, we've already picked the Falcons to beat the Cardinals. Week seven, we've already picked the Falcons to beat the Rams. Week eight, we've already picked the Falcons to beat the Seahawks. Wow, we gave them the benefit of the doubt several times there. So going into the bye, they're five and three. Okay. There you go. Oh, man. <laughs> Both teams coming off the bye. Falcons at Saints. Home team. Saints win. Saints win. Week 11, Falcons at Panthers. Falcons. Falcons win. I agree with you. We've already picked the Falcons to beat the Bucks. So now this team is 7-4. Coming down the home stretch, we get a short week at home, Thursday night football, Saints. I think Atlanta wins that game. I agree with you. Give it to me. Week 14, Panthers at Falcons. 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 We've already peaked, picked week 15 Falcons to beat the 49ers. So now this team's 10 and 4. They're oh. on a heater, Joe. We've, we're, they're on a five game win streak midseason. And listen, this is what a lot of teams do, right? Yeah. Like you see a lot of teams that kind of float. They're 5 and 6, they're 4 and 4. And then they hit the back half of their schedule and they take care of business because they're deeper teams, they're better coach teams. I think there's a very realistic way for this to play out for the Falcons. And they have two very winnable games here to get to 12 and four. Oh yeah. Right. Like uh, Jaguars at Falcons. I, I, I'd say Atlanta's a better team, right? Like Falcons. So now we're 11 and four and the Rams are entering week 17 at 11 and four as well. We don't know what the Cowboys situation is. We don't know what the Eagles situation is. The Packers and Bears both entered this game this week 17 uh, at 10 and 5. So seeding's going to be on the line for Atlanta. They have to play the game against the Bucs. They got to go win it. Win. 12 and 4 Atlanta Falcons. 12 and 4 Atlanta Falcons. Oh, we put all the respect on Matt Ryan, huh? (laughs) Yeah, we're buying. We're buying. Big time, huh? Wow. All right. Which puts the Bucks at four and twelve. In Brotherhood. God, JC's gonna kill us. Right. Especially after I I mean, I've t- I've poked him twice now. This is bad. <laughs> this is real bad, man. Well, don't don't poke our boss. How's I, that? You know, look, I try not to. Do you want to pick Saints or Panthers? Uh doesn't matter. Let's do Saints. Let's do do Saints. We'll tackle the top of this division because Carolina's not going to be at it at the end. Man, I can be 12. They're not going to get to 12 wins, I'll tell you that. No, they're not. They've already got six losses. Oh, Christ. (laughs) (laughs) They're about to get get two more here with two games against the Saints. Yeah, (laughs) you're not wrong. Um, The Saints, we've already picked nine games for the Saints. Do you know what their record is in those games? Uh, Six and three. Seven and two. Okay. All right, week one, Texans at Saints on Monday night. It's a win for the Saints. Saints win. I agree, especially in primetime. Do not do not F with Drew Brees on primetime. Don't do it. <laughs> week two, 
we've picked the Saints to beat the Rams. All right. Week three, we've picked the Saints to beat the Seahawks. Ooh, okay. Week four, here we go. Cowboys at Saints. It's Drew Brees on, on Sunday Night Football, man. I know, but Dallas is the kind of team that can put the screws on the run game. I, I'm going to be honest. I want Dallas in this game. Okay. I'm just, I feel like we're always picking Dallas to win everything. Dallas is, they're five and one. They're about to be six and one. Yeah. Bet. All right. Well, here we go. Um, We've already picked the Saints to beat the Bucks. Mm-hmm. Week six, Saints at Jaguars. It's a team that can really put the screws on the run game. <laughs> Yeah, but they have no chance to score points at all. I'm insulted that you put the Jaguars and the Cowboys in the same conversation. I didn't. I was just I was just being you know, funny. Bullshit. It's on the road. Fun. Try try being funny then. It was funny to me. <laughs> Saints. Saints win this football yes. game. Yes. All right. Week seven. We've already picked the Bears to beat the Saints. Good. So I mean, listen, we gave the Saints wins over Houston, the Rams and the Seahawks. So I don't think it's too bad that we gave the Saints losses to the Cowboys and Bears. All right, I'm happy with it. They beat the Cardinals in Week 8, right? They beat the Cardinals Week 8. They're on the bye. We already picked them to beat the Falcons Week 10. We've already picked them to beat the Bucks Week 11. So this team is, through 10 games, they're 8-2. Keep mowing them down, brother. All right, Week 12, Saints hosting Panthers. Who day? Who dat? Saints win. Week 13, we've picked the Falcons to beat the Saints. Week 14, we've picked the Saints to beat the 49ers. Yep. Week 15, here you go, another Monday night game. Colts, Saints. In in New Orleans. In New Orleans on Monday night football. Saints. We got some elite teams in the NFC, huh? I want to fight you, but I don't think I can. (laughs) All right. Uh, Saints at Titans. Is this like a letdown game here? Potentially, but at the same time, like y'all are eleven and three. Like you got to finish the deal. the 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 pan the, the Falcons at this point are ten and four. So they're just gonna okay. It's fine. Two road wins to close out the year. I mean, yeah, I mean, they have to keep the foot on the gas. Yeah. All right. Drew Brees, let's go. 13 and three. Yeah. So now we already have the 10 and six Seahawks missing the playoffs. (laughs) They're mathematically out. Because you have the Falcons at 12 and four. You have the Bears at 11 and five. All right, we might have an eleven. We might have an eleven and five team miss the playoffs. Oh my god! Because we got to pick the Eagles and Cowboys yet. Okay, let's go ahead and Carolina. Just not going to happen for them. Yeah, well, they're three and eight. Yeah, so. that's going to be bad. <laughs> Panthers are already beating them week one. Panthers beating Bucks week two. Panthers beating Cardinals week three. Panthers at Texans. God. <laughs> I mean, front seven wise, Carolina's pretty stacked. Yeah, and they're going to be one team that can put the screws on the run game, Joe. 
So what is their record going into this game? The Panthers? Yeah. Two and one. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> we're gonna set them up to coming, we're gonna set them we're gonna set them up to burn again, huh? I'm inclined yeah. to give Carolina a win here. Yeah, I'm not gonna fight you on that All one. All right. No, we've been uh we picked the Texans to win and lose two times apiece, so that's fine. Uh Panthers hosting Jaguars. Panthers. We have the Bucks beating the Panthers in London going into the bye. Mm-hmm. So they're four and two going into the bye, and then they beat. Jeez, man, they beat the 49ers coming out of the bye week eight. So this team right now is five and two. Where have we Where have we seen this before? <laughs> Jesus, okay. man. Okay, Titans at Panthers. Let's uh, let's go ahead and get them to six and two. Panthers six and two. Here we go. Buckle in, folks. <laughs> On the road, we already have them losing to the Packers. So now we're six and three. We have them losing at home to the Falcons. So now we're six and four. We have them losing on the road to New Orleans. So now they're six and five. Panthers hosting Washington, week 13. It's a, it's a winnable game, um, but Washington's a, a good physical defense, too. Um, but do they have enough speed on the second level? Um, give me a Panthers win here. I'm inclined to agree with you, even though it's with the, the the quarterback situation with Washington and not really being sure who they want to commit to. You mentioned the speed on the second level on defense. Even like the wide receiver group for them. There's nothing scary about it. Nothing. They're all young, you know? Right. So like, yeah, I'll, I'll take Panthers in this. So that moves them to seven and five. And then we have the Panthers losing to Atlanta mm-hmm. week 14 to go to seven and six. We have the Panthers losing at home to Seattle week 15 to go to seven and seven. Remember this team started six and two. Yep. Week 16 Panthers at Colts. <laughs> they got to ha- They got to have it, but they're not going to. Colts. Yeah. And then we have picked the Saints to beat the Panthers week 17. Seven and nine Carolina. We haven't go that we did it again. They went from six and two to seven and nine. Two years in a yep. row. Ron Rivera's fired. This is crazy. Yep. I mean, we have them going one and five in the division. Do we have any remorse that we have both the Saints and Falcons at five and one and both the Panthers and Bucks at one and five? Well, I mean, Carolina doesn't traditionally play well against Atlanta and New Orleans. And the Buck, I mean, like last year they beat New Orleans week 17 when they weren't playing anybody, but they got, they got, they got swept by Atlanta last year. Did they? Yeah. They got swept by Atlanta last year, including in week two when Carolina was playing well, uh, Carolina lost them 31 to 24. I mean, Atlanta. the The win we gave Carolina was the Thursday night game at home. Against the Bucks, right? I think the. Uh, I'm sorry. I mean, I just wrote about how the Panthers are going to be better than seven and a half wins, but I don't. I mean, they're going to have to win another game. All right. So, what's the stealable game? They we had them losing to the Rams. The stealable game yeah. for the Panthers is that uh, we. Um, well, they got the London game. The London game. And didn't we have them losing to? Uh, 
Seattle at home. So, yeah, but I mean, that would be that's yeah, that's your course to getting to eight or nine wins. You have to win one of those two. It's, we already we we already we already gave them the benefit of the doubt against Houston. Yeah, a road win in Houston. Yeah, it's fine to me. I think it's fine. I think it's fine. Man, all right. So, quick recap here to sign us off. We've picked the West, the North, and the South. We have the West: Rams at twelve and four, Seahawks ten and six, Forty uh, ers at five and eleven, Cardinals at two and fourteen. In the North, we have the Packers and Bears tied at eleven and five. Packers win based on divisional record. Uh, Vikings at nine and seven, Lions at eleven and five, Saints at thirteen and three, Falcons wild card team at twelve and four, Panthers seven and nine, Buccaneers four and twelve. Is anything crazy to you? No. I mean, I'm looking at last year's NFC. We have two 13 and three thing, two 13 and three teams, and a 12 and four team. Okay. Well, now we have one 13 and three and two 12 and fours, and then two 11 and fives right now. Right, Dallas. So we still have to. We still have to pick the Cowboys and the Eagles. Yeah, we'll do that on Monday. Uh, but those are. I mean, those teams will have good records as well. Right now. The Cowboys sit at five and one based on the games we've already picked. And what is Philly at? Three and three. Really? Okay. What is the Redskins at? One and five. And Giants? One and five. Okay. We gave Eagles losses to Atlanta, Green Bay, and Minnesota. And we gave the Eagles wins against the Seahawks, Bears, and Lions. I'm guessing the rest of their schedule will be more favorable. <laughs> one. Two, three, four, five, six, seven. Yeah, this team's gonna have like ten or ten or eleven wins. Okay. <laughs> All right. So I mean, we might we might have eleven and five team miss the playoffs. I would riot. Could you imagine if your team went eleven it's and five? Happened. I know, it's but happened for a. I mean, you and I are pretty playoffs craved. You know, starved. If my team goes eleven and five, it doesn't make the playoffs. Call the cops. You know, I might Listen, do something weird. Just let me thank the Lord because this happened in two thousand eight, and the Patriots went eleven and five and missed the playoffs because the Dolphins won divisional tiebreaker. If the Dolphins that year with the Dolphins history in my life lifetime, what year was that? Two thousand eight, eleven and five. What two thousand and eight? Yes. Oh wow, you're crazy. Yeah, I'm looking at it right now. That's crazy. They went from one and fifteen to eleven and five. And if they would have missed the playoffs at eleven and five, you wouldn't be here to talk about it. No, Kyle. The eight and eight San Diego Chargers made the playoffs that year. They won the AFC West with an eight and eight record. Yeah, and the Patriots sat at home. And then eleven, 11 and five, five record. With Matt Castle playing quarterback. <laughs> Sucks to suck. Oh God. See it, you do, yeah. And you know the Dolphins started that year zero and two, so they were like one and seventeen over like a nineteen game stretch, and then and then they went eleven and three. Wow, all because of the Wildcat baby. <laughs> all because of the Wildcat. Maybe that's going to be Baltimore's calling card this year, man. Going to do something no. weird that nobody knows how to defend. No, tell you what, Justice Hill looks good. I saw some of that Eagles game last night. Uh. The Dolphins, the Dolphins swept the Bills in 2008. You hate to see it. Chad Pennington, the starting quarterback. 
Yeah, they picked him up on on cuts. <laughs> they they literally picked him up two weeks before the season started. Was the, the Jets cut? Was the leading receiver on this team Devon Bess? Yeah. <laughs> what the Anthony hell? Fasano had a nice year. What the hell? One of the most statistically like illogical teams of all time. They started two and four. They, they... Oh wow! Yeah, yeah. Congratulations. Thank you. I needed it. I need like one playoff appearance every eight years or like <laughs> I age rapidly. It was needed. So I'm good for another six years. They made the playoffs in 2016. Thanks for listening, Draft Dudes, folks. Went a little long today, but that's what happens when we recur- record early. We get uh, ambitious. This was a very thorough look at the NFC South, as Joe said on Monday. We will do the NFC East and finish the NFC side of the bracket and see somebody's going to be disappointed. Either Chicago or Philly is going to be disappointed. I have a feeling with Dallas already at 5-1, five, five and one, Dallas is going to win the East is with our picks. We're going to have Philly missing the playoffs? We're either going to have Philly or Chicago missing the playoffs. At 11-5. We and five. have Seattle missing the yeah, and we already have Seattle missing the playoffs at 10-6. Woo! R.I.P. us. Don't be mediocre in the NFC, man. Yeah, Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.